0: Welcome back to The Strong Room. Our special guest today is Ken Decker, author of The Wealth Formula, a book which helps people get control of their finances, build wealth, and create a meaningful legacy. I really want enriched lives
1: for, for couples. I mean, the book works for people that are single as well. But because my life was changed hugely, part of that was um, Going to church and and learning the biblical truths on finances and relationships and that kind of studying really transformed my life. But my energy is really how do we empower couples to break the statistics. You know, over 50% are going to end in divorce and I don't believe that has to happen. And I think if we take this one piece out of the equation, the struggles and the energy over finances, if we can take that one piece out, then we can actually
0: reduce the divorce rate in Canada. And I'm sure in the work that you do, seminars and so on, and being a mentor, you are seeing firsthand that it can be done, that there is hope, even for those who sometimes just feel overwhelmed by the flood of debt or financial stress. Mm-hmm. I see it so often that
1: uh, people will come to a class that I ha- hold. I hold a financial fitness class once a month and a wealth building class, and they're really designed for two different sets of people. Uh, the, the financial fitness class is for those that are have a high consumer debt and need to to dig out of that. And then the other is for those that maybe have more wealth accumulated and decide, okay, it's not, my wealth isn't doing anything, it's not growing. And so I need to figure out different ways of managing that wealth so that it will
0: grow over time. And connected directly to that is very much, I, I think, the concept of legacy and stewardship and charity for those. Who are not wrestling with debt and who have wealth, uh, I think that stewardship mm-hmm. aspect is something you take very seriously. Absolutely. And for me, it was uh, getting the charity piece first was
1: huge because when I learned to give away 10% of what I earned off the top, then I learned to save 10%. And so that combination of giving away and then saving made me the master of money as opposed to money being the master of me. And it really changed how I would affect the finances going forward. And I started doing things like creating a net worth statement. And most people never create one. And a net worth statement is simply your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth. And for some people, unfortunately, it's a negative number. If you're in business and it's a negative number, that's a problem. And so, as a business owner, we, we track our, our balance sheet, which is basically a net worth statement, every month. We close the books at the end of the month and we decide, okay, did, did this month produce positive results or negative results? And what's been the effect on my net worth as a business owner? And I thought, people need to do the same thing. So on my website, Wealth formula. It's wealth-formula.com. There's actually a net worth statement on there that's free. People can use it. It's an Excel statement, and it's got twelve months column. You just fill in the month that you're in, and then the next month you do the change, and it becomes a game. We see how quickly can we start changing our net worth, and and maybe I set a goal. Do I want to have a million dollars in net worth? Do I want four million? Do I want ten million? Whatever it is, set your goal. Might be five hundred thousand in net worth set your goal, and then work towards it. And each month, you'll see the change. And I may make a change in my buying decision simply because of that's in the back of my mind. If I buy this new car, and it's $30,000, for instance, and I drive it off the lot, and it goes down 20 to 30%, as soon as I drive it off, because everybody drives a used car. So I drive it off the lot, it goes down, say, six to $9,000. My net worth immediately, the day after I drive it off the lot, goes down $9,000, I may make a different decision. I may make a decision to buy a good two-year-old used car that's not going to depreciate that quickly when I
0: take it off the lot. One of the themes throughout our conversation is uh, not only the idea of mentorship, but the importance of it. Can you unfold that a bit more? Because it can become in a, come in a variety of areas in our lives. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of the lessons I
1: learned from my dad. Uh, my dad had a business for 10 years. Uh, well, many businesses, actually. He was a very, very hard worker. And so when I saw what was left after all his years of working, I thought, wow. I mean, we had a good lifestyle. And we had, he was a hard, hard worker, and he taught me that. Uh, but what he didn't learn was how to make money work for him. And he was a little bit cheap in some areas. And one of the areas he was cheap in was accounting information and estate planning and a uh, lawyers. So he got himself into trouble from time to time because he didn't get great advice. And so one of the things I say in the book is pay for great advice. Get a financial coach. Get a great lawyer. Get a good an accountant. Um, all these pieces, they'll save you or make you way more money than you spend on them if you got the right ones. Are mentors still a key part of charting your course? Oh, absolutely. As we've, as we've had successes in our life and uh, actually I was just on a on a luxury course, a luxury marketing course, and they were explaining that the wealthy don't like to be called wealthy, they like to be called very successful. And so, uh, as we become more successful, the price we pay for coaches and mentorship has increased significantly. Like last year, we spent about $100,000 on coaching from high-level people. And here I am, I don't have a university degree, you know, I don't have a piece of paper I can hang up on the wall, but I've continued to be a student and I've gone to the School of Hard Knocks, and I've gotten my degree from the School of Hard Knocks, and then learn to hire mentors and continue to learn, have a growth plan that sets out, what am I gonna learn this year? Set out a goal, what courses am I gonna take? How am I gonna improve myself? Because as I improve myself, my ability to earn an income, my ability to make money, make money, Increases So my net worth goes up because of the knowledge I have. And then as I pass that to my kids and to other people, that's my legacy. That's my legacy. And one of the things I, I love about a legacy, I have a legacy account. And a legacy account is kind of like a savings account, but people think of it as, well, it's in the bank. It's not in the bank. It might be in real estate. It might be investment properties that are rented out or whatever. These are legacies for me to pass on to my kids, to my grandkids. They're not things I plan on selling. So I I love the, um, the fairy tale or whatever you wanna call it of the goose that laid the golden eggs. The majority of financial planners now will teach their people, okay, well, how long do you wanna live? Okay, so we need X amount of money and we're gonna take the income from that money and we're gonna adjust for cost of living going up and we're gonna deplete the asset over the time. So if you live to 85, then you should have enough money. But what's happening is people are living longer these days than they have in the past, and they're running out of money because they've had the wrong mindset. Whereas a legacy account, you never touch the money, you live on the growth, you live on the interest, which is the golden eggs. Because the farmer's wife learned that when she killed the goose to try and get out all the golden eggs, there weren't any. And so she killed the, the goose that was laying the golden eggs. That's what's happening when we use our legacy account and we deplete the asset because the income's not enough for our lifestyle. So what we have to do is create a large enough legacy account that the income off of it supports the lifestyle that we want. Then we never have to worry about how long we live because it will continue to supply
0: us. And I think, too, there's the emotional aspect of, of purpose and meaning when you do that. Oh, absolutely. And, and maybe it's not for your
1: kids, because if you brought your kids up well, I'm, in, I'm fully expecting that when I leave this world, my kids aren't going to need a dime of my money. And as a matter of fact, as they were growing up, I always taught them, I'm leaving you nothing. <laughs> so don't expect it. My goal is that you're going to earn your own legacy, which you're going to pass on. And so it may go to charity. It may stay there, and the charities may only get the income off of it. So what a great way, if you wanna set up, say, a uh, scholarship for a university or, or whatever that you're gonna leave in your name, that the fund never gets touched. So the, the, the uh, growth will pay for the scholarship forever. Wouldn't that be cool to leave something like that behind?
0: Our sincere thanks to Ken Decker for sharing his wisdom with us on the program today. We welcome you to visit our website at McMillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.